Greetings, salutations, what's good everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Operation Golf, aka Operation Get Out the Hood. I am half of the uh the host that doesn't even sound right <laughs> i am one of your co-hosts in a card here with my other half there we go that's what i meant to say <laughs> what's up guys it's kayla yeah yeah i, I was getting there I, I i was trying to i knew i wanted to say half but it just came out the wrong way wrong order you, fi you figured it out it's fine. Yeah, yeah 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 we, we figured it out uh but I, I you know what it's kind of funny because um brain fog tends to happen especially um after a long days of work um yeah. you, you know where this is going nine to five yeah. kayla you're you're the topic that you came up with for today yep <laughs> i figured it makes the most sense since you know um we talked about before just our beginnings we talked about the strike we talked mm -hmm. about the ever-growing presence of the many social media platforms mm -hmm. um i think it's important to touch on how a lot of us creatives or people who are hustling or trying to figure out ways to gain more capital are still working nine to fives or you know full-time slash part-time jobs while content creating or you know anything else that they're doing mm -hmm. yeah like um man uh nine to fives has a lot of stigma against it you know nowadays when you compare it to back then um you know just when you think about it you know when we're in school you know and school well high school didn't really prepare much of us for the actual real world Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure about your high school experience, but in my high school, it was college or bus. Um, and in order to graduate from my high school, you had to get accepted into a four-year college. Um, and that was the uh, Bronx Preparatory Charter School. Essentially, that was like our graduation requirement. And, you know, when you when because that was like the only requirement, we had no other real-world experience. Like, there's nothing about, you know, getting a, a job like working a nine to five all we were taught about was go to college you know then you get yourself a nine to five after that yeah. right um but that's not how the real world works <laughs> and consecration yeah, yeah and consecration has come up has come up um funny story uh, about me how me and kayla met was one me being a consecrator in k-pop and you know i had what like a like a little fan meet thing and you know we met there at the fan meet and that's when we both learned that we were working at you know fao sorts yeah um you know we were on two different shifts but we were still working at the same company which was like small world type of thing yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, i it's as ed is mm -hmm. english as we have established in the last couple episodes, and if you just know our content in general, like from the past that we 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 do, I don't follow anyone. I don't follow content creators, so I had no idea who he was. Mm -hmm. I was going along with a friend of mine mm -hmm. who was like who didn't want to go by herself, so I went along with her. Mm -hmm. And then it's just I was just like, yeah, okay, sure, a party, why not, or a, d a dinner or whatever, yeah, meet up. A, I was yeah, like, dinner, meet up, yep never done these things and i had just moved to new york and was looking to make more friends so um yeah and then we got talking we got to talking and found out that we both worked at fao and mm -hmm. you were working for fao for their mm -hmm. security department i was yeah. working for midtown comics mm -hmm. when midtown comics had a uh mini kiosk area 
in in that year which yeah which i was the manager of at the time yeah yeah super small world vibes yeah <laughs> so from your experiences with nine to fives let's start there mm. how would you categorize that like how's been your, your your life experience with uh as people call it the dreaded nine to five jobs um it always starts out great um <laughs> never ends great uh let me see so i want to say my actual nine to five was when I worked at a bank, which was my first job out of high school. Um, my high school wasn't so focused on college. Um, the school that I went to international high school was like um, a just created school. So my class was the first graduating class. Same. So we were still going through all the, you know, bumps and, mm -hmm. you know, growing pains and all that stuff. So I think it was more like a play by play by ear kind of situation, mm -hmm. not really preparing us for any aspect of real life. Um, that high school let us down in a lot of ways, uh, but, you know, yeah. is what it is. I got a couple of pretty lifelong friends out of it or you know people I, I am still in contact with and you know it's not my not the high school experience I wanted but it's the high school experience I got yeah um right after high school uh I was hanging out with my cousins all summer my mother just gave me an ultimatum either you go to college or you get a job I hadn't applied anywhere mm -hmm. School's not really my thing. I was never going to go to college. That was never something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I love academia. I love learning. But the structure of schooling is not for me. I'm not mentally built for it. Or in a sense of I find a lot of it is a waste of time and too much pressure. Mm -hmm. I don't like how school systems are designed. Mm -hmm. Um so I was like, well, it's going to be more of the same in college. And I'm not trying to owe the man for the rest of my life, um, as <laughs> yeah. some of my friends are. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't go to college. I went to, I went to work. Um, I got a job at a bank that I was at for five years. And that was sort of like a nine to five. It was like an eight to four kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So same, same thing. Um, I do... How do I say this? I can appreciate the lessons and the things that I've learned from that job. Mm -hmm. um, I know how to handle money. I know the best advice to offer for people who get stressed out while they're traveling, you know, as I've worked in other stores or how to handle those things or, you know, it, the inners and outers of working at a bank and how these things get you know, taken care of. It's been, I've been about 20 years removed, um, a little less than that, maybe 15. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I was there for five years. Um, and I wound up going from teller to like doing the ATM, um, sort of working my way up to becoming head teller slash mm -hmm. assistant manager on the road to that. And then uh, I moved to New York, so I had to quit that job. Mm -hmm. um, Moved to New York, struggled for like a month trying to find a place to work at, then scooped up a job at Midtown Comics. And I got that job uh, through volunteering to to work for them for New York Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And again, I was another place that uh, I was working at that just opened. So it was their Fulton location in downtown Manhattan in the financial district. 
they were opening a brand new location and looking for people to hire. Um, and I got hired. Uh, again, another job that I was at for five years. Um, I was there for about a year, then got bumped up to assistant manager. And from what I was told, that was the quickest. I was the quickest employee to get promoted um, that fast in that short amount of time mm -hmm. in up to that point, which was like, yay me. Um, <laughs> and then eventually that's when I, you know, started working as the assistant manager for their kiosk at FAO. Mm -hmm. And I worked with you. Now, the okay. hours for that job was same thing, not really a nine to five, more of a 10 to nine. Yeah. Sometimes an eight to four um, <laughs> hours at, the, at yeah. those kind of places tend to be a bit crazy. Um, and then, yeah, so then I left there after five years. Um, Went to Korea for a little while mm -hmm. uh, to gain knowledge and help yeah. along our business that we were trying to create at the time. Yep, yep. Uh, so going, so between us meeting, still working at Midtown. Yeah. I can't quite pin. I feel like it was the last year, maybe the year before I left, that you and I started working together yeah. and like creating things. So. It was a since it was new, it wasn't that difficult to manage because mm -hmm. I, I was on my way out anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when, you know, us doing all this stuff and talking about creating a company and, you know, yeah, all that. Uh, it was quite stressful for all the things that we were trying to do, um, going out on weekends and filming, yeah. then having to go to that job be the assistant manager still and i was going through a lot of other life stuff too so it was like a very tumultuous time yeah um yeah quit went to korea for two months to try to help our business along learn the language better just gain some knowledge mm -hmm. uh came back didn't have a job looked for a job got a job at a restaurant which i will never do again <laughs> yeah. we was we were still content yeah. creating at that point as that well point, so i was working yeah. Yeah, I was working the restaurant job, which we all know restaurant hours are crazy. Um, but I, w I don't believe I was, I was like between part-time, full-time. Mm -hmm. So it was still slightly manageable with our schedules. But, you know, the yeah. stress of a restaurant job plus content and all yeah. the other stuff that we were going through too <laughs> yeah. at the time with everyone around us, that was crazy. Yeah, crazy, um, crazy times. And then left that job just because it, you know, Ugh. anyway, uh, then eventually started working at Toy Tokyo, which when I started working there, the hours were, I feel like they were 1230 to nine. Okay. So I was doing 1230 to nine while still managing a schedule, uh, a specific day off in the week so that you and I could go record yeah. um, and doing that. So up until about like maybe my second or third years when we stopped yeah. working uh, together due to just circumstances in life. Yeah. Uh, but then I tried Twitch streaming, um, which I'm still kind of trying to get myself back together into doing. Mm -hmm. But it was still like trying to do all of this stuff while having these jobs and not being able to fully focus on the one thing that I really want to do, which was either content create with you or Twitch stream by myself or 
I was doing my own videos for a little while as well, just trying to find the time for all that. And then not having my own personal space because I mm. live with someone else. So having to deal with all this, it's like it, it gets very taxing and very hard. And then certain things just have to fall by the wayside. And that's content creating. Yeah. Whereas in order to pay my bills, our videos weren't really making money. My videos weren't making me any money. Twitch, I so much stuff was happening in my life. I couldn't allocate the exact amount of time I needed to be able to work and Twitch stream all at the same time. So mm -hmm. I had to stop streaming and just focus on work, which is not my favorite thing to do. Um, yeah. But now we're trying again. Uh, right now, my schedule at my job, I work from 12 to 8. Mm -hmm. uh, my summer schedule is about three days a week. So this actually makes it easier to find the time to record with you mm -hmm. and to do this this stuff um which mm -hmm. i'm quite grateful for and then eventually like i said i might even you know who knows what's gonna happen with my job in the next couple <laughs> weeks or whatever um next month or so but yeah. it's tough it's really tough and i know a lot of artists like drawers <laughs> artists mm -hmm. <Yeah>. painters <laughs> and stuff like that um comics creators talk artists, about yeah. this talk about this stuff all the time how comics or their art isn't necessarily paying the bills or isn't enough to pay the bills mm -hmm. because as we know everything's gone up price of rent has gone up food has gone up travel has gone up um they have to keep their nine to fives and their part times so it's like you your focus isn't fully on what you know in your heart and in your mind you want to do and what you want to give your attention to mm -hmm. because of all the outside factors of the world if rent was cheaper if food was cheaper if we put time into the arts and to creatives like we used to i think a lot of us would leave our full-time full-time part-time jobs our nine to fives just to be able to content create and really focus on these aspects of life that we want to continue on I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, like the nine to five grind. I think my well, my only nine to five has been at FAO Swords. Um, and I guess that's when I started off in the morning shifts. Uh, and then I that's why I went to overnights because it was a uh, 10 to 6 a.m. Um, and I figured, OK, well, it's an extra dollar. You know, that's what mm -hmm. that's that was a trade off. You trade off your night yeah. for the extra dollar. And I was just like, you know what? This is what I want to do um, just for a little quick rundown for me. Um, so I was forced to go to college because that's the high school that we were in. Um, and it was like, all right, well, you know, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed being at CUNY City College. It wasn't my first choice. My first choice was Ithaca College um and uh it was like a for sure bet that i was going to be accepted into Ithaca college but uh you see uh i happened to uh pissed off a certain person whose family member was a part of the faculty that had their hands in the decisions of the application mm. process so it ended up with uh me 12 of my friends applying to Ithaca college and all 11 of them but me got accepted so none of them wow yeah <laughs> yeah so even though i had like the like the best grades the past the tests on the the piano performance and everything 
um you know it was one of those things so then none of them went to ithaca you know like we all just mm. went to different places at that part um but i did work study uh, mm. i know that doesn't get talked about a lot you know especially for those people who go to college um and have lots of debt like i do you know now that <laughs> we're one of those people paying the man for, yep. for for all these years right yeah and you know i did work study and i did it as uh like i was uh what was that it was like um oh i printed pictures for people that needed it. like it was either uh, pictures or essays it was in the like the fine arts lab um and in the city college campus and whatnot uh and it paid pretty cool you know back then 13 dollars an hour was you know cool you know around the 2007 2008 mark for work study mm-hmm. um and you know i did that i mean that was only like five hours you know or so a day um and then eventually uh after i i dropped out of college because my main goal in, in in college was to play at carnegie hall and i got to do that and I thought I needed to, you know, graduate from college, you know, get a lot of like credentials or whatnot, and then play at Carnegie Hall. Well, yeah, um, thanks to my teacher, you know, we got to play at Carnegie Hall. So uh, yeah, well, there goes my goal. One of my goals at the time, uh, you know, my goal was like, hey, I want to be like a concert pianist. Then I slowly mm-hmm. realized that this isn't really what I wanted to do. Like I had two goals. One was a concert pianist. The other one was to be like a novelist slash a screenplay writer, right? Uh, and both of those goals did not require a college degree at all, right? And, you know, I just found myself in the third year saying that, you know what? I'm just gonna just not do this anymore because uh, I'm not feeling it. I even had like, guys, my college experience, but we'll talk about it in another uh, podcast. I had celebrity roommates and that's a very different experience than a lot of other people. Uh, experience in college where you have literally like celebrity roommates and now you gotta you gotta manage media paparazzi and all this other stuff and then just random news headlines to deal with and whatnot um and maybe i'll even bring him on um to one of the podcasts in the near future uh because that i think would be pretty uh interesting so you know uh you know you could keep your ears peeled for that one but yeah after that you know i went to work at FAO Swartz. I had one stint, which was like a seasonal, um, that was, you know, the, the, the nine to five, uh, and then got let go. And I, I started to do more traveling, um, you know, across the U S playing Yu-Gi-Oh cause Yu-Gi-Oh was actually what was paying my bills, you know, playing the card mm. game, doing tournaments, selling, uh, uh, cards and whatnot as a vendor, you know, in multiple different, you know, states and whatnot. So that was pretty much what was paying the bills at the time. So, and then that's how I first got like my first stint into content creation, which was making a Yu-Gi-Oh YouTube channel. Um, and I didn't even like back then the requirements to be partnered on YouTube were like, you just needed like 10,000 views, not 10,000, not a thousand subscribers, not 40,000 watch hours, not 10 million views like you need right now if you want to do youtube shorts you just need 10,000 views um back then seems like it's very doable like you know we've got 10,000 views on lots of other videos back in the day um but that's what it was back then i was able to you know get into youtube partner program and it wasn't paying nothing like how it is nowadays uh but still that wasn't going to be enough um to pay you know all the bills plus to do all these trips and then that's when i went back to fao swartz 
got the overnight job um and pretty much continued that from 2012 all the way into 2014 uh and in between 2012 2014 i did shift from doing Yu-Gi-Oh content to what most people might know in the k-pop content uh and that's of course how you know we already established that. that's how we met through how we met each other uh and of course through the k-pop content establishing you know god like entertainment bridgetown soul wave um you know th through those years that's when that establishment came around uh but in 2014 of august that's when i decided after the second trip to south korea that i was going to just try to do youtube content full-time and um this is definitely going to be explained in further podcasts i would if i had to take the time to go if i if i could go back in time right to you know august 18th 2014 because i'm never going to forget the day i decided that you know what it's time to do full-time consecration I think I would have taken a few more months to do that. <laughs> maybe, mm -hmm. maybe even the rest of the year. Now, yeah. granted, FAO literally closed down within a few more months. With like, yeah, High Science Twenty Twenty, they literally closed right. down. Like, literally after that, like they literally closed down. So I was just like about four months ahead of schedule or so uh, before they actually closed down. But I would have still stayed um, a at least a little bit longer because the plan was all right. I'm gonna, I'm going to quit you know, FAO and just do full-time consecration. Um, and this was literally before adpocalypse um, happened in YouTube where, you know, all your ad revenue was being shot and everyone got all my, all my videos got demonetized mm -hmm. and, you know, and then K-pop had like the stranglehold on content creators that were, you know, making money with their K-pop reactions. Everybody was getting claimed left and right. So it's like the worst possible thing that can happen to start off saying that, hey guys, I'm gonna be a full-time content creator, happened, right? And that's just the reality with content creation. You just never know what can happen and how quick things can change. For those people who created content with Vine, you know, there's a lot of people who quit their jobs and then said, you know what, I'm gonna do Vine full-time, Vine died you know um yeah. you know like who's to say that's not gonna be something that could happen with you know kick streaming right now twitch youtube like i mean more so likely it won't happen with youtube but you just never know when like for the toy channels out there i don't know um some people listening may know this there's this copa law um and a lot of the toy channels um on youtube that just were reviewing toys that was targeted towards children they all got demonetized um and they got their revenue taken away so there's their livelihood up in smokes just like that um you know <laughs> content creators who are you know not of the um yeah youtube enforces rules upon certain content creators um that are just highly unfair you know yeah. um especially in communities that you know don't really get uh, uh appreciated and you'll just see them being demonetized as well so it's like there's a lot of stuff to still deal with as a content creator um and i this is about to be year 10 10 years well right now nine years but nine years into full-time content creating and i feel like it's it's literally been nine years to actually get like a full um foot in the door to be like okay this is something that's actually truly possible because 
the one thing that a lot of people don't speak about as a content creator is how much more you work than yeah. uh, than a nine to five. Um, you know, even as we were doing, you know, um, Soul Wave and the other companies, we were working more, especially you, because you was managing both uh, having to do, a, a, you know, a, a nine to five job and doing, you know, uh, consecration. Yeah. And then even while at work, answering questions for the business and discussing things with you while I'm at my regular job yeah. and stuff like that. So it was a constant, like a constant working environment for me. Yeah. 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 And it's, that leads us to excessive burnout, which I think we've experienced more than like five times you know yeah. uh because that's just how much we were just trying to work and mind you guys all of this is was to get out the hood yeah <laughs> it literally the model of our podcast all of this was to literally get out the hood um, it was it was to a point where I think our major goal mm -hmm. was just to get an apartment for you and I yeah. to share. That way we could just have a space mm -hmm. to content create. Yes. While I still worked my whatever job I was at. Yes. The only goal it wasn't even so the <laughs> bigger goal mm -hmm. was of course a townhouse or a brownstone or something. Yeah. But the first what we thought was a feasible goal. Yeah. Was just an apartment that we could create in yeah. and it just never happened. Yeah. Not, just... not, not through, not through us, not working hard enough because mm -hmm. we worked hard, but it's just other circumstances of mm -hmm. life that yeah. derailed us from yeah. being able to achieve that singular, what should be easy goal. Yeah. Like guys, when we say that even acts of God has prevented us, from getting apartment lord yes so this famous incident me and kayla were on park was it park avenue um Some, somewhere up there yeah yeah it's like i i i i, I actually want to pull it up real quick because like it sounds wild um but this happened in what is it 2014 it had to have been 2014 um the gas leak explosion yeah. Uh, of 2014 um, in New York because guys the apartment that we were going to rent yes okay March 12th 2014 Park Avenue between East 116th Street and East 117th Street uh, across the elevated Metro North tracks right that was the exact area in the exact building that me and mm -hmm. Kayla were mere moments away from signing our first apartment. Um, you know, we was we were we already worked out stuff with the roommates. You know, we was gonna have another roommate. Um, you know, we was working out the room details and everything, and we were working out the lease agreements. And it was actually, was it the day that we actually was supposed to sign the lease? I think was we the... were we were still talking about it, and you and I had decided that okay, we mm -hmm. can make this work. Yeah. If this is what we got to do, we'll make it work somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think we were going to contact the roommate yeah. to let them know that we were ready to sign. Yeah. And then we found out about that. Yes. And then literally, like, so as like you know, mind you, the night before we planned that. Okay, you know what? We're going to tell the roommate tomorrow that this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it. 
and then literally um my mom calls me from my room and says hey um there's an explosion that happened in new york i was like over i was like where she's like isn't this where you guys were going to like rent your apartment i was like nah stop playing like there's no way so i and i go to the i go to the screen and i said there's no i said there's actually no way like there's literally no way that that's this is possible and i call kayla in the middle of the like and i this is one thing i never i never called you like in the middle of your job right like and i said and to just tell you the words that kayla our apartment blew up like how how does someone process that like how does someone process that and yeah i mean unfortunately a lot of people like were hurt in the uh the explosion Our, our roommate lost her home you know um so but they like there was a lot that was going on you know that's just one of the wild stories um and there's gonna be a lot more wild stories for you guys to hear over these uh podcast episodes but man kayla <laughs> like an actor yeah. that that was like possibly still to this day one of the craziest things and it sounds surreal it really does like until you just meet the people that it's happened to yeah yeah it's it's just you know it's even now to a point where i'm still like keeping my full-time job Mm -hmm. and content creating with you again um but i know for myself like Mm -hmm. this more so aligns with what i want for my future so Mm -hmm. At some point, I'm going to need to make a choice. Whether that choice is made for me or not, mm-hmm. um, a choice needs to be made. I'm not, I, I personally feel at the age I'm at with the life experience I, I have, I don't want to do a nine to five and content create. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's manageable. Like I said, I'm only working three days a week. Mm-hmm. So doing this is fine. But, you know, eventually something's going to have to give um mm-hmm. and i'm going to have to figure out where what step i want to take mm-hmm. for myself um it's real hard it's us trying to just do something that we're passionate about or that we have an interest in or that we love or can lead us into a direction that we want for our main overall arching goal in our life mm-hmm. um we're still so trapped by working at jobs that we know aren't going to lead us anywhere, mm-hmm. aren't going to do much for us. You know, we hope like in all the jobs that I've worked, um, Midtown Comics, Toy Tokyo at the job I am now, I'm always hoping through my customer base for the people that come in because famous people come in, content creators come in, you know, people you can network mm-hmm. with, you know, come in. And I'm always hoping that someone's, we could spark up a conversation and start something. Or my hope always was that my the owners of these businesses and my managers would see something in me and all the ideas that I have and all the ideas that I've brought to them to help me network within the community I need to network in order to achieve my goal. Now, 
being that I'm still working a nine to five and jumping back into this, obviously managers and owners could give two shits about what I want to do just as long as I'm, you know, picking up the shit for them yeah. and, you know, doing the daily grind for them. They don't care about their employees at all. Um, and if my current job hears this, then it is what it is. Yeah. I'll I'll be straight honest. Um, you I'm not I don't know if I named the company I work at no. in a previous episode. Okay. And I'm not doing that now because it'll be a little too easy. Yeah. Um, but if you go onto my social media and if you've been to the store I work at, there are pictures to know where I work at. You know what I mean? So I'm not yeah. hiding it. You just gotta do a little digging. Not yeah. too much digging, but there's a little digging there. Yeah. Owners and managers at that job, at Toy Tokyo, at Midtown Comics, do not care about the betterment of their employees. Mm -hmm. They just want you there to do a job, which you would think for a small business, um, you'd want to find ways to foster and to care for your employees. They don't. Mm -hmm. um, you'd also think that with ideas being brought to you to help better your business, um, to help reach a wider audience, i.e. doing stuff like this or mm -hmm. content creating for the job, they'd want to do that, but they don't do that. Yeah. They don't listen to these ideas. Um, and then once they start listening, it's like, well, I'm already gone, so, you know, good luck to who who's ever next, and I hope that even if I couldn't reach them, hopefully you can, and you could get something out of this. But knowing how these... People with money work, they're only going to do so much just to make you feel like you're sort of happy to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, because in all three of these jobs, these are all things that I love that I would have. I really wish that the owners and the managers fostered in their employees were, well, OK, I know you're into this, so let me help you network with this person let me get you contact info with this person because fostering good uh employee uh customer relations is only going to be better for my business so mm -hmm. let's get you guys talking but they don't do that so it's like ha seeing the potential in all these jobs that i've worked at knowing that i could bring out the betterment of these environments mm -hmm. for the business owner, for the managers, for the other employees, for myself, for the customer base, but not having someone to support me and back me is also very exhausting. And mm -hmm. it causes a quicker burnout because you're just there to be like, well, I know we could do this and I know we should do that. And I know, you know, this person, if you contact them and get them, like, let me get in touch with them, we could work something out. And none of this happens, no, you know? Happens, yeah. So eventually you kind of just stop giving these ideas and you just go to work and then you're just tired and then you go home and you content create or you podcast or you try. And then it's just like, it becomes a lot and it becomes very exhausting <laughs> i mean we've only we've only done a couple episodes but like you know i'm i'm going through stuff at my job currently so it's just like i'm just thinking ahead of like well if my hours do pick back up again then i'm just going there to get a paycheck because i need something to pay my bills because this isn't paying my bills mm -hmm. at the moment um, hopefully one day it will, you know, yeah. um, but 
yeah, it's just, it's a little demoralizing, um, exhausting. And mm. I know a lot of us are doing it. I know these sentiments that I have and these thoughts and feelings that I have are very widely shared with a lot of people. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely is. Um, the, the one thing about, um, you know, uh, on the, con well, more about the consecrating side, uh, there's so many, even though there's so many different platforms to create content on, um, each platform has, you know, its own set of rules, algorithms to abide by. And when you're trying to, for instance, create on YouTube, um, you know, and you're trying to get, I guess you could say love from the YouTube algorithm, um, it's more so what value do you as a content creator give to the YouTube platform? Um, and what value can you create for your, you know, your watchers or your listeners, you know? Um, and when I, you know, when I, when I brung up this podcast again to you, Kayla, I was just like, all right, you know what? We've gone through a lot, right? And if there's mm. one thing that I'm pretty sure we can do, I, I like, I, I, we have, I think, a lot of valuable knowledge, information, yeah. and experiences about what's happened to us in the past um, that I think people would want to listen to. So this is, you know, one of the reasons why we made the podcast. Um, you know, thinking about where we've had our fingers and, um, you know, in multiple different communities, um, there's a lot of different topics that, you know, we can talk about. And if there's a topic that we aren't knowledgeable about, well, that's when we can bring on somebody else that can spread their bevy of knowledge that could be valuable for a lot of other people. You know, uh, after the, our first podcast, there's a lot of people that began to reach out and say, hey, you know what? Um, I, they would love to talk about some of their experiences, share it with us um, so you guys can also listen to and hear. Uh, and we're, so I'm talking about people from all different aspects, like people who are just like us grinding in a, but an entirely different, um, you know, genre of work. And there's the people who have made it out, you know, say of the hood, um, but they're still trying to stabilize, you know, they're, they're currently, you know, they're at the point of where we want to be at, you know, in phase two. And, you know, they, they can talk about those experiences. And then I've even had one other person who has had success, you know, running multiple different businesses um, that, you know, can share some knowledge, you know, you know, for listeners and viewers as well uh, and how hard it took them because where they were at, say, even two years ago, they just had, I guess you could say they they claim it was, you know, a lucky break. But when it comes to stuff like that, you know, it, it, it can be luck. But it does take a lot of work to even get to that point. You know how that, you know, like the iceberg thing, you know, you see the iceberg at the top, then you look underwater and then it's a whole baggage. And, you know, like it's a lot of stuff that it takes to get to that point. So that's something um, definitely in the air for the near future, um, you know, and outside of just the podcast itself, there will be videos we will be making about, OK, you know, specific stuff like how to, you know, growing a YouTube channel managing your social media, you know, growing your social media, because all this stuff is required of content creators. You know, as a content creator, you can't just create on one platform per se, and that be the end all be all. It was like that years ago, um, but now it's like, you know, if you're a YouTuber, well, you gotta be active on say Instagram or Twitter, Facebook. I don't know, people still, people still on Facebook. 
Um, but you know, there's just you know, we talked about before threads, which is threads just a, a, a quick tidbit about threads they've lost over 50 percent of their of their base <laughs> oh Since god three weeks ago they've already lost 50 percent of their active user base now listen Jesus. if i'm a ceo there's no way i'm going to be putting that information out like right now like three weeks like but yo we <laughs> you're not even begun so it's a crawl <laughs> or walk let alone walk but listen you like you know how this is the meme there's no way you will get that information out of me yeah i, I would tell mark uh zuckerberg um that he could have kept that until like next year <laughs> See, but also with people like him yeah. he has so much money now mm -hmm. he's so far removed for from any bad press from any court cases from all this bad news yeah. it's like it's a it's a it's a drop in the bucket it's a drop yeah. in the bucket until somehow he loses his millions it's i like yeah. i personally feel people who have this amount of money do not care anymore because now they have their hands in stocks and investments it's not just the company it's not just the yeah. facebook or the twitters or the instagrams or the metas or this or that yeah. yes that does give them like a base income but they've already made yeah they're millions and he's a they're millions yeah so it's like of course all this press can get released it it doesn't matter to him he's still trying to fight to yeah. own <laughs> land in hawaii like yeah, that, fuck uh, that guy he's also trying to fight elon musk who literally like see, yeah it's, it's all inconsequential <laughs> inconsequential bullshit they don't care about but it affects us yeah. The people who are trying to have better for themselves, who are trying to get out of their circumstances, these things affect us and how we make money and how we uh, are presented out into the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It used to be like, okay, so uh, for us, we are um, the millennials. So we grew up without internet, with internet, without social media, with social media. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to live our life through all this yeah. to know how to, to be able to pivot in case something ever does happen. But the way that the economy and capitalism and just how all this has worked now, Anything you want to do creatively, sadly, is now attached to the wider audience you reach through these platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being able to work a job, open up a small store like our parents and our grandparents used to be able to, to do. Well, some of our grandparents, not all of us. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> who used to be able to do go to college get money from mowing lawns and shit like that or working at a fucking mcdonald's mm -hmm. we can't do that anymore we cannot do that it is feasibly impossible for yeah. us to be able to do that that is why i need to keep a nine to five and still be able to content create because the kind of job i want to do mm -hmm. there's no avenue because everyone isn't like there's no community for that avenue the only community i have is through you and the people that we've met mm -hmm. but even still the people that we've met have blocked us at a lot of fucking turns mm -hmm. just so that we can't reach the status in order for us to be able to get out of the hood yeah yeah
Like, so again, you... people with money who don't care or people who are stepping on you because they want what you want instead of working together as a community to get better on those who have money, they backstab yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally the rat race. Of, yeah. Of, I mean, that's the best way to put it. Uh, it's it's literally trying to escape the rat race, you know. As uh, someone who's you know been creating content for now the last, I was I want to say full on nine years. I'm not really counting my years beforehand um, of 2013 and before, like because even though I was Yu-Gi-Oh and whatnot, I'm not gonna really count those years. I'm gonna say that prime 2013 till now has been like the prime years of me trying to create content, um, and as a content creator, you know, um, I can say that the K-pop channel that, you know, worked on reached 67,000, almost 70,000 subscribers at its peak, while the anime channel um, that was worked on has reached like a peak of 37,000. So that's 100,000 people, you know, over the course of 10 years um, that, you know, I was, you know, a part of. You know, someone's, you know, we was a part of these people's lives, right? And we think about it, like, even with the Soul Wave channel, this original one, like, it, it was originally around 3,000. I mean, that's enough people to fill a small concert, you know? Mm. That's people's a lot of people. Um, when you think about, you know, the these vanity numbers, you know, on social, on social media, you're just like, oh, I have, like, you know, 7,000 people who are following me or you know 65,000 or 100,000 people that are subscribed to whatnot like these are the the voice of people that you know who decided that hey you know what you're someone who gives me value or who who I find you know knowledge is valuable uh and so they click that subscribe they click that follow button and then these companies now say that all right cool you have 100,000 people but I'm only going to send your your content out to like 15 to 30% of them and you're just sitting here like, okay, what? Like, why? Like, what is going on? Like, like these, if you worked hard to get all these followers and then the companies, literally all the companies are the same. You know, YouTube, I, they'll show you in your analytics that the people, now they came with like this notification system for people to be notified when your content goes live or whatnot. If people don't have that notification bell, they really won't give you that content. If you don't visit that channel, then they'll unsubscribe you from that channel after a certain amount of time. So, you know, that and YouTube will send it to about 17 to 30% of your subscribers. So if you have 100,000 subscribers, only 30,000 may get it, right? Uh, if you're on Twitter, now people want you to pay for more reach with Twitter Blue or whatever it's about to be renamed to because now you can actually... Yeah, if you pay for Twitter Blue, you can now take away the Twitter Blue icon, which <laughs> you know people like. It, it that that whole thing is, is a debacle. But the whole part of it is that okay, it's you're paying for more reach. Pinterest, pay for more reach. Facebook, pay for more reach. Instagram, that's or that yeah, even that paying for more reach. The only one that you don't really have to pay much reach for is TikTok. Um. But TikTok is such a degenerate app in some ways where you watch one thing that you wasn't really interested in and then now it's just going to keep feeding you this content over and over and over and be like, but I wasn't interested in this content. Stop feeding it to me. You right. Know? Like, so that algorithm is kind of broken too. You have to like actively look for stuff that you want on the platform 
um and then keep watching that same exact stuff for it to be you know shown to you on your tiktok and algorithm while some of your friend stuff they'll show you not the new posts they'll show you posts from like months ago and you're just like but what about the new post so like all these social media platforms have something have wacky stuff going on with them and then they want to pay like for instance um uh we, when we take about when we think like to take a, a quick leap back to what we talked about two weeks ago with the strikes um you know and how you know the people who are basically now out of jobs aren't being paid anything they're about to hire i don't know there was this this made headlines like earlier la like no late last week about how they're hiring somebody for uh to do scripting like and they're trying yeah. to or no social media marketing and whatnot and they're going to pay them like nine hundred thousand dollars a year but they can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, just think about that. Someone is about to get a job in social media, right? For marketing, right? For creating content similar to what we were doing right here. And they're going to get paid $900,000 a year, right? Um, that can tell a lot of different things. But the fact of the matter is, you got that going on with these corporations. But when it comes to the actors getting, you know, better residual checks, better you know like there's it's, it's it's crickets out here no it's it's pretty much just like kind of what i was saying with the owners and managers of my jobs mm -hmm. they'd rather outsource some they rather outsource labor in a way mm -hmm. instead of focusing and and putting time and care into the labor they already have yeah you know what i mean instead of Instead of seeing which one of your employees can social media content create for your stores or for your businesses, mm -hmm. you'd rather outsource it to someone else who may or may not know anything about the inner workings of your company or what the cus the customers are like, mm -hmm. what the sales floor is like, and all this stuff. They'd rather put money into that instead of putting time and care into their actual employees. Yeah. And and that's the issue with a lot of with just the main general nine to five. You know, it's a the the mind frame of you know what instead of raising somebody else within the company or seeing if anybody has those skills, it's okay. Let me acquire somebody else to pay more money to complain about this later on. That hey, there's a lack of you know money going around, so you have to fire somebody. You know? Yeah. Like and it, yeah. it's very much just like. Also, if you do find someone within your company to do it, you have to pay them accordingly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what they'll do is insource within their pool of employees and not pay them what they deserve on top of the extra work that they're doing. So again, you are yeah. now content creating within your nine to five, but still not being able to make ends meet. You're just doing more work. Yeah. And you know, the the one thing I've learned, even when I, you know, when I did the nine to five, uh, and this is an ongoing meeting on social media too. Like, don't like you get punished at your at these nine to five jobs for doing a good job with more work. Yep. <laughs> that is that is the the golden like that's why, you know, um what especially out of the FAO, when I see somebody, I'm just like you know this man he's, he just never does more than what he's what what is needed and it's because he's learned that if he does more than what is needed 
then he's going to be paid the same amount of money for doing more work at the end of the day. Yep. And then you become over relied on. And then when you F up, it's it's all your fault. And all of a sudden, you know, everything just it just falls on deaf ears when you try to get, you know, get a raise and whatnot. Um, and it, it's it's kind of sickening. I mean, you just just thinking about it. But then, it, yeah, it's such an abusive relationship because it's like, like I'm saying, I want to leave my job in order to do this, but I can't because this is where I'm making the money. I even though it's a toxic, unhealthy, unhealthy work environment, even mm. though I know I'm not being appreciated and valued for the work that I'm doing, and I've just like I just had mm. that hard lesson once again to not overwork. Yeah, because they don't appreciate it. Yeah. You don't get anything out of overworking, just the satisfaction of knowing that you yourself are a good employee, a good worker. You know what you're doing, but it's only just body movement for the higher ups. Yeah. They're not going to compensate you for you doing anything extra, but then they're going to reprimand you for only doing the baseline of what your job is. Yeah. They want you to go above and beyond, but you're not paying me above and beyond. Right. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yep, uh, and I just had that happen to me. So, yep. Yeah. Like and and the the other trade-off is, you know, the on the other side of the non 9 to 5, it's like, okay, now you got to work graveyard, work yourself to the bone and consecration. I can give you just to give you guys a breakdown of what a day in my current schedule is looking like, and it's chaotic as hell. Um, so I wake up now, 6 a.m. in the morning, um, you know, to, you know, do, um, I wake up 6 a.m. in the morning and I'm literally working from 6 a.m. in the morning till at least for today, I'm working until, um, 7 p.m. No, I'm working until 6 p.m. today. So from 12, so that's 12 hours straight, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I have like a little reprieve between six and say about... 10 and then i'm working again from 10 all the way until 2 in the morning so that hours of sleep that's four hours of sleep right now uh and that can be just that that I, i've had this happen you know multiple times over the course of the last uh few years more so you know this year than before and it's because okay i have the podcast right there's the podcast there's the anime channel there's Instagram at the manage. There's YouTube Shorts. Um, you know, then there's the editing that I have to do on both uh, the you know, like I said, the podcast channel, the anime channel. Um, then there's the novel writing. There's the card game content that I'm doing. Like there, like these are just like the tip of the iceberg type of things. Uh, and and then you know, in my power now, it's like okay, hiring editors, right? That's like where I'm currently at. Something that I didn't have access to or couldn't dedicate funds to, say, say uh, years prior, that's something that, you know, absolutely taking the time to do, like, nowadays. Because, okay, hire an editor, then just trying to find the editors that will match with you, then trying to find the thumbnail designers. So these courses of consecration, you know, eventually there might be nine to five, you know, for, you know, eventually you might get to the point where now we are the business, and now mm -hmm. we're handing out nine to five type of jobs to, you know, other people who are in the consecrated market. 
um because once again those we, we're basically looking for people who have these skills that we find value right um and as a content creator you you think about how many jobs you actually have right um and i know we talked about this before but just to reiterate it once again you know you are the editor you are the person that's doing the audio engineering you are the cameraman you are the lighter <laughs> you know you you are the script writer you are <laughs> like like you you have to manage social media so you're a social media manager right you are a seo researcher like these are all these things i'm naming are actual jobs that other companies pay other people for right so that's just seven jobs right there and i haven't given to tip of the iceberg you know sometimes you got to do actual like um invoicing you know mm -hmm. whether it's paying for other services and whatnot so like there you're working like almost 10 13 different jobs just to be a content creator for youtube in and of itself then you multiply that when you want to do streaming as a twitch streamer so you just add on that to, as another job because now you're streaming for content and then you got to chop all that content down so yeah like the consecration is literally a bundle in and of itself and children nowadays want to be content creators they don't want to work the nine to five jobs you know this is where you know the gen zers right now like everyone just wants to be a content creator they want to be a social media influencer because they see this is what the generation has now pivoted towards you know like they don't there's not enough people that want to be doctors and nurses because no one wants to go to school for like 10 12 years <laughs> but also look at how society has molded that, though. They've mm -hmm. made attaining college careers or mm -hmm. just going to school, these careers after these jobs that we need, they've made it so unattainable where yes. if you don't already have the capital to invest in yourself to go off and do these things. Why would we want to do it? Like I said, then we're yeah. owing the man for the rest of our lives, mm -hmm. working jobs that have nothing to do with what degree we got from college mm -hmm. just to make ends meet at a job where owners and managers don't give two shits about us like of course i'm gonna want to consecrate because at the end of the day i'll be my own boss yeah it's yeah. a lot of work but it's work that you are mm -hmm. relying within on yourself and not having to go to a place that doesn't give you credit that doesn't acknowledge all the hard work that you're doing that just gives you shit for just trying your best and you know doing what you can like the people in these positions only care about bodies in the store yeah they don't care about long-time employment employment they don't care about fostering relations with the people that work for them like um when it with the strikes to bring it back to that a friend of mine who's an actor when i was posting all that stuff on, about the strikes on my instagram messaged me we we're talking and they were like oh come and come and strike with me or yeah do it do it at your job because i think there should be a general strike i think we should all go on strike but i let them know it's like sh me as one person striking is me getting fired yeah that's it if i decide i want to strike all it is is going to be a no call no show they're going to let me go and put another body in there yeah. it's not going to change anything there's no solidarity within workers mm -hmm. at this point because we're all just trying to get by but then a lot of us are just so 
used to the grind and how these nine to fives treat us mm -hmm. that we can't see anything better. I woke up from that a long time ago just because I'm like aware of the world around me and I just mm -hmm. try to be open to as many different experiences I can and hearing from many different people yeah. what their experience is. And it's just, I'm awake to, to that. Everyone else around me is might be, but don't care enough to actually get involved. Yeah. So it's, it's so demoralizing and dehumanizing. And I really like these, I feel for Gen Z and the, and the kids after because it's like why would you want to go to a job where they're not paying you to even live in the city that you're working in yeah, yeah. you know i have to, i have to commute because my job a hundred percent does not pay me to work to live where i work yeah none of my jobs have i've been lucky enough to you know catch a deal with someone where I wasn't paying that much for rent. I've been lucky enough to have family who isn't expecting too much money out of my pocket for rent or for bills or things like that, mm -hmm. you know, but I want my own space. I want a space again, where we don't have to do this over discord. Yeah. Where we can be yeah. sitting and side by side. side. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to record these things, to invite people over, to actually interview them face to face instead of relying on, other resources like we used to go to YouTube Studios. If yeah, you, we couldn't ever get to you, yeah, yeah if <laughs> we couldn't ever get to YouTube Studios. We weren't we weren't content creating. We weren't recording. Yeah, we weren't doing because we didn't have the space for it. So yeah, I feel for these kids because I don't even want to be where I don't want to be at my nine to five, but mm. it's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no matter which way you slice it, like it's hard to do both, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and and it at, at the end of the day, it's gonna everyone's gonna have to make the decision too, you know, um, nine to five or pursue the career, you know, like some of your 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 goals, uh life goals. Um, and you know, if nine to fives or just jobs in general paid people what they were worth um and paying the value um then you know a lot of this wouldn't really be a discussion but that's the main thing it's always going to be a discussion okay. yeah yeah because i know for a fact if my jobs cared about me and all all the gumption i brought to them and you know all the hard work that i've done because i'm a fucking hard worker i'm I know me, I know my skill level, mm -hmm. I know what I bring to an environment, I know what I bring to a company. Mm -hmm. And even if your employers see that and you try your best to be like, well, I can do this for, again, you're working for them not to pay you. Mm -hmm. They can see these things in you, but they don't wanna pay you what you're worth, but they're gonna try to find some way to get you to do what mm -hmm. you wanna, like, not what you wanna do, but what, you, what you're good at yeah. and just, work you until you're so tired and exhausted and either they fire you or you quit it's exhausting i know like i said if my jobs treated me the way i know i deserve to be treated if they paid me like i know i'm worth mm -hmm. i think being able to do this and that would be so much easier it would be such such 
like less of a headache because of course it's, it's a job you're gonna have a headache yeah. you're gonna have stressful days life is life things are gonna happen yeah but it it would take this one stress away where i'd be like cool i get to content create and still so, sort of hustle yeah. while working at a job that i can tolerate because hey at least they're paying me to survive yeah you know right now we're just getting paid to get by yeah like you know the the pay, it's like for those that are are like as you just said like paying to get by you know there's the paying like paycheck to paycheck there's paying to just get by there's like no breathing room um and the rent prices aren't getting any lower at nope. all um it's you know considering when we were trying to rent you know 10 years ago um so when we're trying to rent right now you know everything is astronomically higher this is even after the dreaded COVID, you know, era where prices were at the time at an all time low. And now, you know, look at this. We're right back to uh, square one where yeah. prices are, are starting to get even more ridiculous. Um, more and more people are trying to, you know, more and more people are trying to optimize working from home. Um, but even that, even now, people are just like, all right, it's time to get back to the office. It's time to, you know, leave the comfort of your homes and and it, like this whole big movement now to with the workforce. And people are just like, you know, the Gen Zers, you know, and even us millennials are just like, listen, bro, we've had we've had it. Like, you know, and the barriers. This this is another thing. This is why the barriers right now uh, around consecration to make money from it are being lowered in hindsight right because yeah. youtube says all right you don't need a thousand subscribers anymore to be monetized you just need 500 subscribers in three videos where they don't tell you in the fine print is that you don't get to make money from adsense until you actually have a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours um you know twitter it says all right just tweet every day you know and get yourself 15 million impressions um sir <laughs> that's a lot to you know the hitch so you want us to respond to every single viral video and stuff that goes on uh instagram was all right let's get yourself a thousand followers and you know we'll give you like a fifteen hundred dollar bonus sir we make the reels that you ask but you only paid me a hundred dollars and you want me to break an arm and a leg to get the other 101 dollar you know yeah. screw the fifteen hundred dollars it's just hard to even get to 101 and then you take that away because you realize that that's not making money you know so so these companies are doing everything they can to make sure either we hit the jackpot which mm -hmm. okay or like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um i guess uh we'll wrap things up for this week you know um listen guys i to anyone out there you know nine to five content creating you know whatever it is that you are doing we hope you are keeping yourself healthy both physically mentally emotionally spiritually because i i hope everyone can say one day that they are out of the grind how many years have we been saying yo is the grind is real <laughs> i oh i God. think i have listen I, it's a term that i say and i am tired of saying it like as well you know, I just hope that everyone out there escapes the grind mentality. You know, I, it's something I keep saying, like rise and grind. I'm tired of saying it. I say it now because it is literally social media interactions. But I hope that, you know, to be out of this grind mentality, 
um because it does lead to overworking uh i i gave you guys my schedule rundown i'm overworking kayla i feel like you're overworking (laughs) i mean at at this point like with how the last two years of my previous job went to Mm -hmm. how the current couple months at my current job is going i at this new space i was overworking Mm -hmm. i do slightly still get overworked depending on the day but I'm so over it that it's like <laughs> right now it's recording the podcast. It's going to this job, taking care of the house, trying to pick out one day a week to at least go out and enjoy myself because mm. I could die tomorrow and the jobs and the hustle, they're yeah. not going to give a fuck. So it's like I'm you're working very hard. I'm working a nine to five, but I'm taking any opportunity I can to get some semblance of life that it's still sort of burning me out, but I got to find a, like, there's a a weird balance. A a, a day where you just, just don't do anything or just work, like you just have it for yourself. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the, the, probably the hardest thing that I try to incorporate as well. Um, cause like for me, I can't commit a day. I, I try to commit hours. <laughs> so you, once uh, I'm getting look, to the look, point of oh, getting, wait, yeah. wait, let me offer you my <laughs> advice that I've taken away, especially yeah. in the last couple of years with how my jobs have treated me. You have to take at least one day a week, yeah. one day <laughs> to do whatever, whether it's sleep, whether it's go out, like I know and this yeah. is a friend talking to a friend yeah. for all the world to hear. <laughs> you can't let the hustle put you into an early grave. Because again, yeah. the jobs and the hustle do not care if you die. Yeah, You have to live your life. You can't, like, yes, I know we're trying to get out of the hood, but you working seven days a week is yeah. only going to put you in an early grave. And if we get out, how long are you going to be able to enjoy yeah, the enjoy get out? It. Yeah. And that's, that's literally, uh, you know, that's, uh, a perfect that's my advice. Yeah. yeah. That's my advice to everyone. I know it's hard, but we have to find those little pockets of joy or little pockets of silence and quiet or mm-hmm. self-reflection or a drink or a smoke or a party or a dinner if we don't find these things then they essentially win let's face it it is us versus them at the end of the day and i'm i'd kill myself but i'm not trying to kill myself at the same time i'm trying to make sure that i can't like this is this has been my my philosophy for the last year eat that ravioli today Mm-hmm. ravioli is my favorite food tomorrow isn't promised you cannot be buried with your money yeah all you have is the now take any opportunity you can to enjoy your own personal time to enjoy the world around you because if you're just going to keep working and hustling and i know this is what's been beaten into us for us to get out of our circumstances. Yeah. The world is making it hard enough as it is. Like like you said, rents are only going up. Yeah. Food is only going up. The people around us aren't supporting us like we should be supported. So if they're not going to do that, then I need to take a moment to find my little pocket of sunshine. Yeah. 
So you got to do that too, man. Yeah. Like, I know how important <laughs> this is for you, but you have to think about your health in the long run. You have to think about the memories that you're carrying with you to your grave. Yeah. All these things are important things that the hustle can't take away from you. Yeah. You know? So it's like, just don't overwork yourself. Do not overwork yourself. Yeah. It's not, it's not where it, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. overworked myself. We both overworked ourselves to the point of illness. Yeah. To the point of where we've racked our bodies to being sick. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not doing that no more. I mean, if, like I said, if I can leave my nine to five or something happens in the next month or two where I'm not there anymore, this is going to be my focus, but it's not going to be my only focus because I need to also focus on me. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just Absolutely. like, you, so you got to like, I think one of the major things we need to take out of this, out of us doing this, yeah. and I want other people to take out of, yes, get out of the hood. Yes. Want better for yourself. Yes. Work how you can, when you can, to achieve better for yourself. Mm -hmm. But also, you have to be mindful for yourself. Yeah. It's but just yeah, one not, day. Not doing the insane schedules that, that I had to do this week. Or, and, or even last year when I was uh, launching the card game and I literally went 76 hours without sleep. Yeah, never do that. Yeah. Okay, but... All right, so you you went seventy two hours without sleep. And what did crashed. that achieve? Yeah. What did that achieve, bro? Yes, <laughs> like... Literally to get to the launch, and then the launch happened, and literally the fucking website server crashed. And after that, I told the guys, I said, you know what, guys, I'll see y'all in in like two days for uh like you know, and we'll re and we'll relaunch. Cause literally it was a seventy two hour grind to get to the mm -hmm. point. Then it's time for the launch. Everything went wrong in the world. Like literally, cause it was just too many people trying to come to the website and nobody yep. could check out. And so I just, all right, let's try this again on Wednesday when I have to, you know, make a Shopify. Well, whew, that was, uh, that was hell last year. That was hell. See? Yeah. You, you yeah. did a whole year of hell for the world to tell you, I think not. <laughs> yeah, like literally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, all right, so I'm, 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 I'm not exaggerating in terms of like how my schedule is, like, say for today, but that little four-hour break, you know, I'm, that I'm giving to myself. That you know, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's you need a whole day. <laughs> yeah, see, my I next, mean, my whole day is gonna be probably next Tuesday at this point. Yeah. I mean, oh, the the weekend's almost yeah. done anyway, so that's not too far out. But yeah, Tuesday so far. Well, I should say Wednesdays. Okay, like now you're yeah. now you're pushing it. Now you're pushing no, it. No, 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 like like <laughs> like well, because Wednesday is when I do my like my card game tournaments and whatnot. So right. that's where I take my time, like to not do try to not do any work at all. Um, all right, well, yeah, card gaming is still work, but yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's work, uh, but when you win, you know, I'm just you know just fair. <laughs> but you still yeah, should and, like yeah. be mindful because look, you as an example. Yeah. We've worked so hard and we've what and the memories that we have of this are just memories of exhaustion yeah. and pain and hurt. And yeah. I'm tired of life dictating in it for my memories to be that. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we need some some memories of of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas non like 
Yeah, yeah, we gotta replace all the the BS from the last ten years with nothing but uh, better memories for the next ten years. Like yeah. we we are hard workers, we are goal achievers, but also like, like I said, you let we can grind our way out, we can get the get out, but how much time will we have to enjoy the get out if yeah. we don't take care of ourselves now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well. Folks, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode once again. Um, I'm gonna get this right. I am your co-host, <laughs> Card, here with my other half, my partner in crime. The littlest of guys is Kayla. <laughs> and we will be catching you guys for another edition of Operation Golf, aka Operation Got the Hood, pretty soon. So, with that said, catch you guys next time. I already know. Peace. Doses. Mm.